into this into this session father holy spirit just interpret this word so people understand what you want them to understand god father just do what you do father show them comfort correction conviction restoration and this discipleship father we thank you father that you have allowed us to freely without any type of restriction be able to open your word speak about your word in the way that needs to be done so that we can get your message the way you want to deliver it to us thank you holy spirit for you being a part of this message helping us guiding us lead us and direct us in your ways and in your word according to your translation and your interpretation into our hearts the only way this can be done is by having that Holy Spirit talk to us. The lifeblood of Christianity, the beginning of the church, the supernatural movement of the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I ask you for everyone who watches and listens to this message about to happen, for them to get what you want them to have out of it. And bless their homes, bless their lives, bless their jobs, bless their coming and going here there and fro near and fro bless them father bless their finances bless their homes bless their lives bless their health bless all of them the way you bless them and in their situations and how they're living their lives father for you to do what you do for them i thank you father i ask you to lead guide and direct me as i bring this message according to how you want me to bring it i have nothing you have it all I'm just the vessel. In Jesus' mighty name, Oh, Lord, thank you, Father, for the opportunity to be able to get back on here again. Yes, yes, thank you, Father, for the opportunity to be able to reach out on another edition of the Blue Book. Okay, here you guys, ready? All right. Good day, everybody. Good day, good day. Hope everyone's having a fantastic day. Whether we're getting you when you're waking up and you're just getting yourself together, getting cleaned up, um, having some breakfast, having some coffee, just getting yourself started, 
stretching out and everything for the morning, getting ready for a long day of work, errands, or activities. Or we're catching you halfway through your day when you've been through some stuff, had some things happen, but you're seeing God do stuff in your life. And it's just thanking God for every minute of every time you do something and being just, just recognizing the grace that God has given you. Getting through that thing they call midday madness. Or we're catching you at the end of your day when you find it, you got done with your work activities and errands and you're at home with your friends or family members, whatever the case may be, and you are winding down and you just want a really good uh, grace-filled message, spirit-filled message. Whenever, however, whenever you are right now, you're tuning into the Blue Book. Presented to you by Pentecost Ministries. Broadcasted by UOMO LV Broadcasting. And hosted by your boy Blue. Man, guys. It has been some time. And, uh, you know, it's a beautiful thing when you have the desire to... You have the desire to want to minister or want to get the word out. Um, whether it's in person or it's through streaming. However it's broadcasted or however you do it. It's a wonderful thing when you have the desire to want to bring the good news to people. No matter how old they are, no matter what portion of life they're in, it doesn't really matter. It's just a good feeling. Now, obviously this beginning, the first day of May, um, just got back from my vacation. Me and my wife celebrated 10 years yesterday, April 30th. Uh, and we went out. I uh, left went to California and uh, just me and her time two important things I want to share with you before we get into today's message one we went to eat at one of my favorite places to eat if you're from Southern California you know about this Tito's Tacos just a fantastic place to eat and um We were getting ready to leave from our lunch. And uh, my wife noticed there was a gentleman standing uh, to the side of the restaurant looking, watching people buy food and eat. And my wife is very sensitive to the spirit, as I am. And she's asked me, she says, can you go and, here's a few dollars, can you go and take care of this? And I had no problem with it. I had no reservation about it, absolutely. So I went up to him and I could tell he's had some hard times in life. And I asked him if he uh, was hungry, he wanted some tacos or whatever. And he was, yeah, he was he was all for it. So went and got the stuff and came back to him. And always, you know, when you do something led by God, you know, you you're, let them know that God loves them in whatever way you do. So I'm saying, man, 
be blessed. God's grace on you. Here you go. And then my wife came out and got him, got him a drink and everything. And it really blessed us to be able to do that for this gentleman. Um, not because not because we can plaster it all over and make a spectacle of it, but because it's just an example of God doing. And I told my wife this: sometimes doing something for people will cost you something, and it's only money. You'll gain it back. You'll work. You'll make it happen. We're blessed to be able to have the money to be able to do that for somebody. Doesn't always happen that way. Gotta be grateful. Second thing is there's a obscene amount of uh, homeless people out there, and when you see it on TV, you really don't appreciate it uh, because you're seeing it on TV. But when you're actually there and you see street by street, corner by corner, people. Um, some people don't even look like they've been there for very long. Just camping out. Homeless. Living in a, in a tent. You start to realize how difficult things really are. And it changes your perception of stuff. You know? You gotta be grateful for what we have. Grateful for what we got going. You know? Anyhow. Um, if you know anything about the Blue Book... Anything at all about the Blue Book, you know that we always do our pledge. So, flags right here. Christian pledge. Ready? You know it? Say it with me. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and for the King, for Savior for whom kingdom it stands. One Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life, liberty, for all those who believe. Beautiful. Beautiful. So. Oh my goodness guys. Oh my goodness. We. We have a real. Sensitive spirit to certain things. We. We have an issue with things not going our way. We want it in our time. We want it when we want it. We don't want it when God wants to give it to us. We don't think God knows the best for us. We think we know the best for us. And when we, when hope, that big word of hope, gets taken out. <laughs> Excuse me. Is taken out, it really messes with your heart and your system. It does. Because hope is the absolute only reason most of us continue to go day by day, minute by minute. It's hope. Okay? If you have your Bibles, I want you guys to turn to, with me to Proverbs 13:12, Old Testament Proverbs 13:12. Whether you get the whether you got the word by the old-fashioned way, like myself, the old-fashioned way, or you do it by technology, Proverbs 
13. 12. Okay. So, you there? What does Proverbs 13, 12 mean? Well, what does deferred mean? What does the word deferred mean? Some may know it, some may not know it. It just really depends. What does deferred mean? Well, deferred means to put something off or to delay or suspend. In any case, it's a cut off, shut off, turn off, not going to continue. Deferred is to put off, delayed, or suspend. A, the longer a person goes without seeing their hope realized, the more likely they are to become discouraged. I think anyone can agree to that. Anytime a person sees hope delayed, put off, not realized, they are more likely to get discouraged because hope is the absolute, the absolute reason why most people continue forward. The hope of a better day. The hope that God's going to open doors. The hope that their family is going to get better. All this is hope. Okay. Seeing one's hope coming to pass is uplifting. When you see someone who's hope for something, whether it's job related, faith related, financial related, life related, whatever the case is, when someone sees hope come to pass, it's uplifting. It brings everyone's moral up because they see that God is ever see, see hope is something that God is the chief of. Okay? God is the chief of hope. You see what I'm saying? Not the devil, not a human being. Now, people God can use people to bring hope to pass. That's absolutely correct. But God is the author of hope. Okay? So when you see someone's hope come to pass, it uplifts you. It brings you hope because you see someone else who got hope. So it brings it brings it to, 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 to a good point. Good point. It makes it really makes you feel like you're doing something. Because now you see God in action on somebody else. You see? Many passages in scripture are pleased to God. People pleading to God, please do this, please do that. Please do this, please do that. It is an inevitable thing that many scriptures and passages are pleased to God. Ask him to bring about promises which seem to be have been deferred. This is a lack of faith. Okay? When you when you ask God for something, okay, when you ask God for something and it sounds like you're just every day pounding it, pounding it. And they use the acronym push, pray so something happens. Yeah, you can do that. But God doesn't want you to beg. He wants you to love him. He wants you to say, man, this is good stuff. They, they really have faith in me. Does pleading to God for things to come to pass, does that mean lack of faith? 
as far as I have seen it, pretty close. Because since someone pleases of God, does God rush the prayer to be a completion of hope the more you plead with him? Do you have to plead with him to get things done? Something to think about. Really something to think about. It really is. This is in Habakkuk 1, 2-4 in Psalms, 40, uh, Psalms 89, 46. Okay? So if you want to read more about the passages of Scripture, uh, uh, please to God asking him to bring about promises which seem to have been deferred, put off, delayed, or suspended, go to Hab Habakkuk 1, 2-4 in Psalms 89, 46. Of course, if hope is something which we will... So if, if hope is something which will never happen, it is false hope. Okay? If hope is something which will never happen, it, it is false hope. Is it really hope to begin with? It's not going to happen. False hopes. It depends on what you're hoping for. If it lines up with God's word, lines up with God's promises, lines up with what's going on, it depends. It really does. That can only lead to grief. So we're talking about, now this, what this is talking about is having hope in something that you have no business having hope in. Okay? You wish harm on somebody. I hope this happens to you. I hope that goes happen. I hope this. I hope that. I hope this. Is it just wordplay? Or do you really hope that these things happen? You have to ask yourself that question. Is it really you hoping for something to happen? Or wordplay? Do you really hope that person gets sick? Do you really hope that guy gets punished for his crimes? These are hopes that are that only lead to grief. God doesn't do that. When a person comes to believe his hope is meaningless, he may become depressed. Are your hopes meaningless? Well, when a person comes to believe it, <coughs> his hopes are meaningless. It may become depressed. False teachers who claim those who pray and donate money will be rich and healthy are seeing selling false hope. Here we go. This is where the rubber, the, the rubber meets the road, guys. Okay? False teachers who claim those who pray and donate money will be rich and healthy are selling false hope. You have to understand, God does not, he doesn't work in vanity. He doesn't work in combining monetary with praying. Okay, let me, let me see if I can make, I make this more understandable. People are fixated on the prosperity gospel because the prosperity gospel lines you up with the more you donate, the more you, you hope for money through Abraham's blood, the richer you're going to get, and that's a godly thing. God doesn't deal with money. God blesses according to his riches. Grace. God's riches of Christ's expense. He don't deal with money. Okay? He will help you if you need the help, and it lines up with the will he has for you. Absolutely. That will happen. But false teachers who claim those who pray and donate money will be rich and healthy are selling a false hope. It's absolutely true. Others who promote salvation by works instead of by grace corrupt the hopes of those who believe that they will go to heaven by doing good deeds. That makes sense to you? 
Others who promote salvation by works instead of by grace. You're saved because Christ sacrificed on the cross. He became sin to save us from sin. Not works. Your good deeds does not save you. Your good deeds are lined up with God's promises and the way he wants to bless you. Now that, my friend, that is different. So who's who promotes salvation by works instead of grace? Corrupts the hopes of people who believe they will go to heaven by good, good, good deeds. Because it lines up. Corrupts the hopes. Because you're hoping that that mechanic will get you to heaven. Will get you salvation. Is if you, if you do works and you earn it. The only thing you earn in life is what you work for. Do you understand that working to make a living and working in the practice of Christianity are two entirely different workings? Working to make money to survive, to pay your bills, to feed your family, that is a, I have to go to a job for X amount of hours to do my job, to be able to get paid to do my job, a fare that is used to provide food and a shelter and clothing for my family. The practice of Christianity is not by works. That's by God leading you and you doing his will. Now, if you combine both of them, that's even that's super duper. Those hopes are false. However, Paul writes in Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not on your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works so that one may boast. So he is trying to get you to understand that you are saved by grace through faith. Okay? This is not you doing it. This is not you doing it. Now, the new of you doing it. It is a gift of God. Not a result of your works. Because if you were to have to work to get to heaven or be saved by grace through works, then you yourself will feel like you earned it and there's no place for God in that earning. Because how many people work for whatever, however, whatever, okay? They work and like, I earned this. God didn't earn it, I did. And you remove God from that equation. Not realizing that you know, God really actually gave you the health and gave you the opportunity open doors so that you could work mm. works Paul was so ins incensed by the false teachings that religious works were necessary for salvation that he commanded the Galatian believers but even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to the the preach you to you a gospel contrary to the one you preached we preach to you let him be accused accused means devoted to destruction that's what that means Paul was so insist 
by the false teachings that religious works were necessary for salvation that he commanded the Galatian believers. Quote, But even if we or angels are from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. Devoted to destruction. So he was telling the people that if something heavenly told you the gospel, angels, things were heaven. Wrong. Says that's in Galatians 1 8. Devoted to destruction. Devoted to destruction. Accursed. Accursed. The hope of heaven that believers have is sure hope. John 10, 28 29. The hope of heaven that believers have a sure hope. It, it, it is sure because it is founded on a perfect, sinless God. Hebrews 4, 15. Titus 3, 5. And 1 Timothy 2, 5. The hope of heaven that believers have is a sure hope. John 10, 29. Or 10, 28 to 29. The hope of heaven that believers have is a sure hope. It is sure because the founder on that perfect sinless God. The only perfect sinless God. Jesus. Okay. Proverbs 13, 12. What does it say? Hope you got to it. This is the word right here. This is what's going on. I, I read out of an amplified Bible. I live an amplified life. Although I ghost in, I am also amplified. I love the amplified versions for So, what does it say? 12, 13. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when the desire is fulfilled, it's a tree of life. When your hope is ripped from you, it causes you to be sick. Sick. Because that's the only thing the only thing that keeps you moving is your hope hope for a better opportunity at work hope that your family those who are having it hard come out of that difficult time and yada 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 hope is the tree of life because your hope goes on to others helps others do you not realize that when you hope and you flourish in that hope do you realize how many people actually truly actually are affected by that a lot of people a lot of people are affected by your stance on hope how you see hope 
looking at like, okay, well, this guy got some hope. He's hoping for things, but he's keeping it real. When your hope is deferred, delayed, suspended, or lack of stopped, it gets you sick because that's the only thing that keeps people moving is hope for a better day. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. It makes this thing sick. Is that what you want? A sick heart? I truly doubt you want a sick heart. You know people deal with multiple things? They deal with multiple things. Multiple. Different mental conditions, different health conditions. Primarily pharmaceuticals keeping them able to just tolerate things, to, to, to live a manageable life because their health is messed up, their spirit's messed up. I believe we live in a very supernatural world, very supernatural. Most of the things you go through in life whether it's depression, anxiety, or anything, anything else mental that you go through. It's something spiritual. Your health, spiritual. Yes, there's medications and antibiotics and all kinds of other things you can take to help. Maybe kill off a virus. Uh, help you with a headache. Some type of stomach issue. Cut your skin. Antibiotic to heal your skin. Tons of stuff. We can use antibiotics, medicals, medicals. Those are ton of things. How about you spiritually? How about you in the mind? Are those pharmaceuticals doing what supernatural warfare can do? No. Totally different worlds. Pharmaceuticals are designed to help you tolerate to exist. Okay? What happens when pharmaceuticals fail? What are you going to do then? Hit the bottle? Hit the old THC? Anything to escape this. This doesn't have pain, brain, headaches, worries. But what about your supernatural? What about your spirits? What about those things that are that are beyond beyond you? Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Makes the heart sick. The heart. The, the, the organ that pumps blood all through your body. Heart to the brain. Heart to all facets of your body. Makes this sick. Why? Because this is where God lives. is in your heart. The tree of life. Hope. Thank you, Holy Spirit. But when your desire is fulfilled, what happens? 
Because when you see your hope pay off and God do something with your life that you're hoping for, you become a tree of life because everything you do is blessed or full of grace. People have a very have a very tough time with this, and I understand why. But I there's a very tough time with this because everything is a blessing to some people. Most people, blessing, 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 blessing. Do you know what a blessing is? People, yeah, money, possessions, raise. People consider blessings to be a monetary only thing, and that's not the case. Can God bless you and use money as a blessing? Absolutely, you can do that. Some people say, be blessed. That's Christianese. Be blessed. You know what I say? God's grace. God's grace. Why? Why do I say God's grace instead of be blessed? The best thing can be uh, temporary. God's grace is something you need. Or like, well, I need God's... I need a blessing too. Do you only need a blessing? Okay, there's a blessing. What you gonna do when that blessing's over with? Exactly. You need God's unmerited grace. Because that's what helps you out of sin. That's what helps you to focus more on God. God's time. A blessing. Let's see. I said this to my cousin one time. A blessing can be not completely completed if you take the blessing and run with it rather than letting God show you what he wants you to do with it. We're totally going off topic. Your hope fulfilled is a tree of life. Your hope deferred makes your heart sick. Hope delayed, suspended, or stopped makes your heart sick. Hope. The desire, the hope and desire. The desire fulfilled is a tree of life. You tell me, when your hope was stopped, delayed, suspended, regardless if it's something that you did or someone else did, what did it make you feel? You felt sick to your stomach. You're like, oh, man. The pain. All right. Now, tell me, how did it feel when your desire was fulfilled? Yeah, yeah. And you just desire to feel properly. Tree of life. Cooking everybody up. Right? That's how it was, isn't it? Does the second part of the scripture say hope fulfilled? No. Desire fulfilled. 
hope deferred makes your body sick. Desire fulfilled. Your life. Your hope is a keep is a lifeblood of keeping going every day, hoping. God will do the things that you need done within his timing. That's hope. Desire fulfilled is your desires fulfilled. You start to do this. This chapter of Proverbs continues Solomon's wise sayings. Wise sayings. He counsels his readers to be sensible and hardworking as well as honest. Sensible, hardworking, honest. Ooh. Tough today. This allows a person to be content with what they have to enjoy life and to bless their descendants. Bless, hand down. Here, here you go. It's a blessing. And for all you out there, listen to this carefully. Laziness leads to trouble and ruin, as does a lack of discipline. Laziness leads to trouble and ruin, as does lack of discipline. We have a big problem in today's society with laziness. And lack of discipline. A big problem with it. Problem is no one wants to address it. It's poor me and entitlement. We don't want to address these things. There is so much involved in hope and desire. We can't care about everything. There's always it's what the Holy Spirit wants to be be said in these messages. Pretty much. Keep hope alive. And when your desire is fulfilled, be a giver. Be hopeful. Be graceful. Much better. Much better than anything else you could think of. Say that.
Yeah, pretty much across the board, same thing. Folks, it's been a long time since I've done a blue book. It took almost the entire, well, it did take almost the entire month of April off. Counting stuff in my life and so forth. And, uh, you know, trying to get back into the blue book starting today. And uh, it's going to take a bit. Take a bit. But it feels good to be able to talk about God and talk about the desires and talk about the hopes and the things that matter the most to not only just me, but everyone out there listening and watching. Keep hope alive. And definitely, when your desires are fulfilled, be a tree of life. Help others. Be a light, not, a, not the darkness. Be hope, not hateful. Those things matter. Matter greatly. Now, you have questions, prayer requests, or comments, hit us up on our email, bluebook at gmail.com. Definitely reach out to us. We'd love to hear um, any questions you may have, any comments you may have, um, and prayer with you. If you want us to read it before the sh- before the message, go. We'll ask you, or you can put it in there. You know, please, you know, pray before the message, and we will uh, open up Blue Book with that prayers. But yep, prayers, questions, comments, bluebook at gmail.com. Keep hope alive. Don't defer it. Keep it alive. And when you get your heart desires fulfilled, be a tree of life. Okay? Remember the three principles of Pentecost ministries here. Love. With no expectation of love back. Walk in peace. Even when everyone else is tribulating. And show accountability. Be accountable. Because it's contagious. Fear. Respect God. Follow Jesus. And let the Holy Spirit flow through you like a Russian river. Until next time. Until next time. And until next time. Strong. <laughs> <laughs>